Well, it's great to be with you all again this morning, church. I hope you're all staying safe and well during these uh, crazy times. And look, I don't know about you, but uh, I've been known to forget some important details from time to time. You know, just little things like my wife's age in the birthday card. Um, Pro tip, guys. If you're writing in your wife's birthday card and you've got two numbers in mind of how old she is, choose the lower number, okay? Pro tip. Sorry about that, babe. And then there was another time when Nerida and I were on our way home from church. We were driving home and we were almost home from church when we get a phone call from Izzy Betts saying, when might you be coming back to pick up your child that you left at church? So I don't know about you, but sometimes I've forgotten important details and forgotten some things. But one thing I have never forgotten was a a Greek proverb, a quote that I heard one time, which said, society grows great when old men plant trees in which they'll never sit in the shade of. And I love that because that's talking about the power of a legacy the power of making decisions today that another generation will reap the benefits of. And the reason I love that is because the Bible talks about this time and time again, about this exact same concept. All through Scripture, we read verses like Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. It says, Be careful and watch yourself closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Just talking about passing on wisdom and testimonies of the goodness of God to, from generation to generation uh, to our children or others that maybe we've got uh, influence and relationship with. And again, in Proverbs 13, verse 22, it says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Just talking about that, uh, thinking the long game when we're making our decisions. And the reason I love that, that quote and those scriptures is because it always reminds me about the necessity of the legacy. And that's what I've called this message today. The necessity of the legacy. And I know they don't quite rhyme, but it's as close as I could get. Because that word uh, legacy, that means uh, something that's been transmitted by or received from an ancestor or a predecessor. So the truth is, it's not a question of if we are going to leave a legacy with our life. The question is, what kind of legacy will it be? What decisions am I making today that my children and their children are going to benefit from in the future? What battles am I engaging in today that they will reap the benefit of tomorrow? What thoughts or internal narratives do I need to change so that I don't pass those same wrong thoughts or internal narratives onto my children. So I want to spend a a bit of time just talking about the power of a legacy, the necessity of the legacy. 
And I want to do it by looking at the life of two heroes of the Bible, two amazing ladies of the Bible. And these two ladies, they're known to be full of faith. These two ladies, they're known uh, and have been recorded in the Bible for generation upon generation to read about and celebrate. And I'm sure by now that you would have realized that I'm talking, of course, about Lois and Eunice. You know Lois and Eunice? Not sure who they are? That's okay. Because they're actually only mentioned once in the Bible. And there's very little that's known about them. But what we do know is this. Three things that we know about Lois and Eunice is number one, that they had a sincere faith. Number two, that their sincere faith was passed down as a legacy from generation to generation. And number three is that Lois and Eunice were the mother and grandmother of Timothy, Paul's son in the faith, who was left in charge of the church in Ephesus when Paul went back to Rome in 64 AD. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3 to 5, in describing these two ladies, when writing to uh, Timothy, Paul said this. He said, I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience. As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. Verse five, listen to this. And I'm reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I am persuaded now lives in you. How good is that? To be remembered for something so simple, yet so powerful as having a sincere faith, a genuine faith, faith an honest faith faith, truthful and authentic faith. And the reason I love the story of Eunice and Lois is because whenever I think of leaving a legacy, whenever I think of what Eunice and Lois did, I think I, think I can do that. I think I can achieve that. Because, see, I think so often we think, when we think about leaving a great legacy, we instantly start thinking of the great heroes of the Bible that did amazing things and, and some of the superstars of the Bible that, that left these amazing uh, legacies and, and, and things that they passed on that we celebrate. You know, people like Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, three generations that's been passed on and Elijah and Elisha, uh, Jesus and the disciples, Paul and Timothy. But that's where I find the story of Lois and Eunice so encouraging because their legacy isn't of some great church plant or uh, some amazing ministry or some powerful spiritual gifting upon their life. As, as good as those things are and as much as we honour those who have those kinds of giftings, now their legacy was one passed on from generation to generation and has been recorded in the Bible forever is simply having a simple, sincere faith. And I think that's something that you and I 
can achieve. And maybe you're feeling encouraged by that. Maybe you're feeling like, man, I, I too, I want to leave a great legacy. And uh, maybe it's you've got big aspirations of doing something amazing for God. Or maybe you just are happy and, and are just content to pass on a sincere faith to those around you. Either way, I've got uh, two simple ways that I believe that we can pass on a great legacy to those around us. Number one is this, be a good communicator. Be a good communicator. See, I believe for uh, Eunice and Lois to be remembered for their sincere faith, they must have been able to communicate what they were feeling and living in such a way that it was noticeable to others. What they had on their life, they were able to somehow communicate to pass on to those around them. And I believe that we need to do the same thing. We need to be good communicators of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, the good news of what God has been doing in our life. And when I say we need to be good communicators, I'm not saying that we need to be some kind of uh, amazing preacher or teacher, uh, because the truth is I'm not convinced that the world needs another amazing preacher. But what I am convinced of is that the Loises and Eunices of the world need to rise and recognize their place in passing on the legacy they have in their life. In other words, I believe that we, we need to get out of us the great things that God has been doing in us. I mean, it's no good to anyone if we go to the grave with all these great testimonies and stories of what God has done in our lives locked up within us because we never learned to communicate them in the right way. Because there's a big difference between saying the right things and saying things the right way. I learned this lesson uh, a few years ago, about eight or nine years ago. Nerid and I bought a cubby house for our children one Christmas. And so uh, being the, the great handyman dad that I am, um, I tried to put it together. Well, I not tried, I did. I put it together uh, the night before Christmas. And, but what I didn't realise was that once I busted the box open, all the instructions were written in imperial measurements. They must have come from Canada or America or somewhere, but I only knew metric measurements. So I'm reading these instructions and they're saying, take out the piece of wood, which is three foot, five inch, five and a third inches long and all this kind of stuff. And it was so frustrating for me because I had to convert everything they said into a language that I could understand. And the process was so slow and so frustrating and such hard work because even though the instructions said the right thing, they weren't communicated in the right way in a language that I could understand. And so I believe for us to leave a great legacy of what God's done in our life, we need to learn to be good communicators. Not just saying the right things, but saying things the right way, in a way that people can understand. I think Jesus was brilliant at this. When I look at how Jesus communicated the gospel and communicated uh, the, the things of God, he chose his audience well. 
When he was in the, the temples, he would use, uh, he knew he was speaking to scholars, so he would quote a lot of scripture and, and read from the scrolls and things like that. But when he was with the layperson and farmers and the general public, he used stories and parables, things that they can understand. And so I thought, I think Jesus is a brilliant communicator of not just saying the right things, but saying things the right way. And I believe you and I need to learn to become good communicators of what God has done in our life. And that will ensure we leave a great legacy. Second thing we need to do, not only do we need to um, be good communicators, we need to, number two, keep growing. We need to keep growing through all seasons. See, I believe that anybody who's ever left a great spiritual legacy for their children, they've made a decision in their heart that they are going to follow Jesus for a lifetime, not for just a season. Because we all know, don't we, that the tough times don't last, but neither do the good. There's times when things are good and there's times when things are tough. And you know, the truth is sometimes it's, it's actually easier, well, maybe not easier, but definitely more motivating to grow through the tough times than it is to grow through the good times. Because tough times, they're exactly that. They're tough. They're hard. They're uncomfortable. They're, they're uh, unenjoyable. They're, they're a place that we don't want to be. So the sooner we can grow out of them, the better. But the good times, that's another story. The good times, they're the seasons that we're feeling successful. We're feeling like we've got God's favour. We're confident. We're, we're feeling comfortable. And, and I believe that it's actually a lot harder to grow out of those seasons than it is the tough seasons. It's actually harder to grow out of our old glory days than to put in the hard yards to create the new glory days. Just an illustration about this is... Um, it's a bit of a funny illustration, crazy one, but I remember when I was, I was 12 years old and I got my first pair of what I thought were board shorts. We were at the coast at Noosa uh, with some cousins and, and family and, and we went to an op shop, Salvos, and I got this uh, pair of boardies with a matching hang tang uh, tank top. And so I thought I was cool as. I, I was loving these shorts. So my first pair of real boardy shorts. I thought they were boardies anyway. And I didn't want to part with these shorts. But the time came when I was actually outgrowing those shorts. They had a, a, the Velcro fly and the clip button at the top. Any, any of you are old enough to remember the shorts like that? And it was getting to the point where if I sat down in these shorts, I could hear a pop and a rip because they were just too tight for me, but I didn't want to give them up. They, they looked silly on me. They were actually so small and so uncomfortable. They looked silly on me, but I didn't want to give them up because I had these great memories attached to them. And I think it can be the same uh, for us sometimes with, with our experiences with God. We can want to hold on to what felt good and we want to hold on to uh, the things that, that we remember. But sometimes we just need to face the facts that we need to, we've grown out of some of those things. 
And some of you listening this morning, you need to hear this. Small doesn't look good on you. Shrinkage is not doing you any favours. It's time for you to grow. It's time for you to create new experiences with God. Yes, the old was fantastic. Yes, there's great things to celebrate from the past, but we can't afford to live there. Because what I've found and what I believe is that sometimes the events are only great in the past because of the time and season that they happened in. I think of, yeah, yeah, again, just a crazy illustration, but I think of the mullet haircut. You know, there's some people who are actually trying to bring the mullet back into fashion today. I say, leave it dead, leave it buried. It's had its day. But the truth is, the mullet, it was never really a, a fantastic haircut. But during that time and season, it made it a great haircut. The times and seasons have changed. That haircut doesn't fit anymore. I think it's time for some of us to uh, give up on our spiritual mullets and move on with the times and seasons that God is moving in. Because as I said, the necessity of the legacy is so important. And for us to be able to do that, we need to keep growing and we need to be good communicators of the gospel of the good news of what Jesus has done in our lives. So after saying all that, I'd like to leave us with a couple questions, maybe just to wrestle with and to think about uh, what God might be wanting to do in our life. The first question I want to ask is, what decisions are you making today that will be benefiting others long after you've gone? What decisions are you making today that will benefit others long after you're gone? Are you intentionally making decisions with the the future in mind? Number two, what's in your life that you have another person to thank for? What legacy have you received from somebody else that you need to pass on, be thankful for? and pass on to somebody else. And number three, am I happy with the legacy I'm leaving or do I need to make some intentional changes? Well, I hope you've found what I have to say encouraging and uh, built faith in your heart for the legacy that you'd like to leave. Or look, maybe you're new to church and uh, As you've been listening this morning, there's just been some uh, things that have spoken to your heart and you too would like to begin a journey of following Jesus. Look, if that's you this morning, there's two things that uh, we believe can really help you. Number one is to simply open your heart to Jesus. Ask him to come into your heart and lead you and, and teach you because that's all that God is ultimately looking for anyway. And the second thing is just get in contact with us and we can help you with your journey. And Pastor Chris and Sue are going to mention how you can do that in a moment. But I'd just like to finish right now in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for all that you've done in our lives. We thank you for the strength and the courage and and the good things that you've invested in us. And I pray that you help us 
to be able to pass that legacy on to others. Father, I pray that you help us to keep growing through all seasons, the good and the bad. And I pray that you help us to become good communicators of what you've done. Teach us the words to say, help us to do that well. And I pray that each and every one of us are going to leave a great legacy for the generations to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope that was a help for you uh, this morning, church, something that you can take into this week and the weeks to come. And uh, I hope it's something that can just really strengthen your journey with Jesus.